I just finished this book um, that I had the audio book for mm-hmm. called like Our Little Lies or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I – so I got it because I have Audible and Audible had a deal that it was two-for-one thrillers. Okay. okay. So it had to be from like this particular list of mm-hmm. thrillers. Mm-hmm. But you could get two for one credit, and like I only pay for one credit a month, so dope. <laughs> um, when I first started it, it was like a really unflinching look at a woman who is in an abusive relationship, and her partner is gaslighting the fuck out of her. Oh, um, and like that's not what I, I thought it was like a thriller, like there's like a yeah. mystery or something. And so the whole book, I just fucking hated it because it was like him being a total dick to her and her just taking it because. Everything is her fault. I mean, look, I could see myself doing this, (laughs) but it was pissing me the fuck off. And maybe that's why it made me so mad because it hit a nerve. Yeah. But it gets to like the last 10 chapters and all of a sudden it's fucking insane. Really? Oh my God. I didn't expect. There's at least two things that happened that I was like, what? I love it. I know. And I was, and I'm glad it redeemed itself because I was like really fucking pissed because things would happen. And then I'm like, oh, she's going to get him back for this. And then that would just fail. And I'm, and then she just would start like the whole, the thing you do where you're like, no, like that, this was my fault. I was stupid because I did this. I've been been there. I say, oh my Lord, I was like. No, exactly. So I was like, I'm going to smash my phone if this is how the book ends. (laughs) And it doesn't. And it's so good. Oh my god! I maybe Wait, what I'll, book is that? It's called like Our Little Lies or something. Mm. So my thing right now and has been actually for months is that I'm really into reading or being read to about. Mm. Um, that's a lot of prepositions. Uh, yeah, you can't end the sentence with a preposition. Well, it's not only that. Hurry, it's, hurry, it's, hurry! The sentence is almost over. It's not over yet because I just <laughs> said about thrillers written by women. Because mm. I love thrillers, I love a murder mystery, but like when you read it by women, there aren't like gratuitous, like 15 page descriptions of women's breasts and yes. stuff like that. It's just, it's, there's a real difference. Like, I'm sorry, Stephen King. I love Stephen King. I get the see over Stephen King. Well, yeah, I'm going to say why he's not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love Stephen King, but like, there are a there's some very common themes throughout his books and there's a lot of, you know, there's rape and there's just like just really shitty stuff happening to women and women are cursed and like look at Bev in it with her fucking gross dad and abusive husband. Like, Never so it's seen. just, it's just nice to, yeah, it's just, it, it's just nice to hear it from a woman's perspective. And there are like a shit ton of really fucking good ones. Cause I, I like love the a Gone twist. Girl, the oh yeah. Well, Gillian Flynn is my all time favorite. Yeah. That's definitely how I got into it. I, but her, for me, my favorite book of hers is Sharp Objects. Oh, that's a good book. And I was very happy with the TV adaptation. Yeah. I thought Amy Adams did her beautifully. Yeah, I agree. Because it's always hard when it's, like, something you love. Yeah. No, I thought that was a very – I also thought it was a very pretty, just, like, aesthetically pleasing Oh, it was. Yeah, it was – well, it was – also, it was Fincher, who is my favorite director. Oh, is it really? I didn't know it was Fincher. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that makes so much sense. Um, Well, okay. I don't know if Fincher is my favorite or Guillermo del Toro. I was going to say. I know. As as I said it, I was like, I'm sorry, Fincher. I think think Fincher – number two. I just so – I think Fincher is probably actually – no, no. I'm sorry. I just so respect Guillermo, and he seems like the nicest, chillest guy, but also he's a fucking genius. I just – I want to be his friend so badly. If this ever somehow gets to him, please just be my friend. <laughs> I just want to know you. 
I want to, no, I don't even want to be friends with, yeah, I do want to be friends with them. Favorite is the Cohen brothers and then David Fincher. Oh, I know. They would be your favorite. Know, How I pretentious. fucking love them. She would. This is the bitch who studied French, like, and her fucking, yeah. like, phone said it language is in french yeah it's different i'm so unique yeah she's just really pretentious it's no okay. literally i just couldn't roll my r's so i was like i can never take spanish <laughs> oh sidebar to that gone girl is my favorite simply because the quote where she's like the cool girls yeah that's my favorite passage ever written and like at the end of the day i'm like yeah i support you like your husband cheated well, on you i know you you know fucking do whatever you want. Girl. <laughs> I mean, I I, I completely <laughs> understand where she's coming from. I don't know if I support her, but I think that passage is. I I actually wrote one of the first like long form pieces I wrote at <laughs> was about how the Kardashians are marketing being the cool girl. Like oh, yeah. their their whole career is based on being the girl who's like skinny but somehow has big boobs and a big mm-hmm. ass. Who you know eats like salads because she's super skinny but like with the guy she eats cheeseburgers yeah yeah and like they're like oh we love in and out and blah 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 and like their whole facade is like what would be some little pervy teens wildest dream um and i'm actually very proud of that article i think that's a great article i think you should post a link to that article Okay. I will, even though I really hate giving them any traffic. I was just going to say, can you post ever. a link to like your own, do you have a, your own website that has your articles? Do I have my own website? Of course I do. Oh, oh I don't know. <laughs> it's called a portfolio. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we don't have those in, <laughs> in, in law. In, in law or math. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my roommate's not dead. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. she literally, she was texting me questions because she straight up thought her roommate was dead. I text Kayla like how long do you think it would take for a body to smell if he killed himself which is for us not a shocking question no 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 at all i, 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 didn't, I appreciate I didn't even, that you were I, like i literally didn't hmm. even question it i just was like let's let's think about this yeah <laughs> you were like hmm good question as then like yeah why haven't we discussed this yet so oh and then i, I also posted that thing um that was basically saying like if if i ever go missing my Dateline picture better not be like oh, a yeah. fucking awkward picture from my teen years or mm-hmm. any picture where I don't have bangs. Yeah. And I tagged my sister and Jamie and Helene because I was like, bitches, you know you will all get a folder. Oh, yeah. And you will need – A portfolio know. maybe. Yeah. And you guys will I – ha- I know what hot pictures of you I would use. Oh, good. Because I was trying to think of what my, hot my picture. Well, but Actually, to be fair, you've had to send me pictures recently for the website. Well, well I good. So what I've, pictures I've got are. you. Yeah. Maybe I can throw this on my LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to see a picture where I'm like shit-faced and they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like it would be my <laughs> fucking fault that I like went missing. They're like, well, I mean, she was a partier. Yeah. Like, fuck you. How, like, I can go out and have a beer. All those fucking frat bros, if they went missing, they wouldn't be like, oh, Tucker drank a lot. Yeah. Like, fuck you guys. They'd be like, oh, he's so pretty. What was he He, wearing? Yeah. He's so pretty. He can't be a rapist. Like, fucking. Or he does literally any human activity. Yeah. He can't be a rapist. He can't be a rapist. Oh, 
But he's a swimmer. He's a blue-eyed swimmer. And you, he paddles his legs in water. <laughs> so he get not even on an Olympic level. Yeah. Now and he can never go to the Olympics. Oh, yeah. Well, neither can I. Do you think I'm crying? Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. And also, fuck you for being a rapist. Yeah, that too. Okay. Well, hi, I'm Kayla. I'm Jamie. And this is High Crime. So if you have not listened to last week's episode, please go back because this story is absolutely bad shit, but it's a long one, which is why we did it in two episodes. Also, if you go back, the episode we did for the first half has my mom in it. She's our special guest. So be quiet. (laughs) Be quiet. (laughs) I was trying to make a really cool 90s reference. And say, be kind, rewind back to that episode. (laughs) But I'm too high, so keep on going, Kayla. Oh, my God. Yes. But if you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it. Aside from my cute mom is, like I said, this story is really insane. And you just – you need to hear it from the beginning. It's – Dateline did not only a full – like hour and a half something TV show on it. But the podcast, they did a series with six episodes. Like there's a fuck ton of stuff to talk about. So we warned you. If you're confused, it's your fault. Okay. So basically what happened last episode is we introduced you to Russ Faria, who was convicted of the murder of his wife, Betsy Faria, who was found in the kitchen, stabbed like 55 or 56 times. Right. Um, even though he had a complete record of his night from like 5 p.m. to like 940 when he called the cops and then you know they that's when they found the body whatever mm-hmm. so they know what he was doing but somehow think that anyway he still got convicted even though it made literally no sense he had no motive it it just didn't make any sense but it Although was extreme it- negligence okay because he thought she killed herself yeah yeah yeah, yeah right, but okay. still like there was no evidence that he right, did it right. but it's kind of an idiot in terms of how death happened yeah and just yeah 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 i think he just because he knew she'd been depressed and I think he just saw that she was dead in his first thought probably because he's probably just like a sweet naive baby like me yeah and just sees it and is like well no one could ever have killed her like she must have killed herself (laughs) what I thought you're gonna say a sweet naive baby like you and think like Oh, depression is never that bad to lead to suicide. Oh, no. No. Even sweet, naive baby me yeah. doesn't think that. And there's this weird lady, Pam, who is oh, supposedly yeah. Bet- Betsy's. Well, actually, I think what it is is Betsy is her best friend, but she is not Betsy's or was not. We've all been there. Yeah, that's true. And we've all done it. Yeah, we have. So uh, Pam. Don't kill anyone. No. Pam is very strange. It later comes out that she Four days before the murder, she switched – they filed paperwork to switch Betsy's life insurance policy from her family – she has two daughters – to this friend, Pam, because she said she didn't trust her husband. Then going to your daughters. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to go to her daughters. (laughs) Then she makes a trust for them. And then as soon as the trial is over and this crazy judge wouldn't let the defense attorney talk about Pam at all, even though – how are you not going to mention someone – who four days before her death, yeah, yeah. the life insurance policy was switched over to her. Like, that's so sketchy. And she immediately was calling, like, hey, where's the money? It's just, like, it's such bullshit. But thankfully, the judge and the prosecutor who went hard on this case with no evidence and 
protected this woman who they didn't even know for literally no apparent reason. Yeah. They are they both ended up getting out of office for it. Thank goodness. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So he was convicted. It was bullshit. He gets out, but it's still this nightmare. And the Betsy's daughters take Pam to court because literally days after the verdict in the trial, she defunded the trust so she could get all the money. And she okay. actually ended up going to court because they were suing her, but she ended up getting off because and getting to keep the money. Sorry, I just realized now it sounded like she got off, like <laughs> got off on it. And oh. then I, when I amended my statement, it didn't make it less. It just made it like she got off on getting the money. I just meant she didn't have to give the money back. She didn't get in trouble. And the reason for that being that they said Betsy and the reason Betsy and Pam knew each other is because they worked in insurance together. So they knew how life insurance worked. So they maintained that if Betsy really wanted the money to go to her kids, she would have made sure it was in the document, which does make sense, mm. but, but why would she just give changed. it to her friend? Yeah. Like exactly. that may, if you have two, if you have a husband and two kids, even if you're feuding with your husband, why would you give the money to your friend? It doesn't, but anyway, so she gets, so she gets to keep the $150,000 instead of giving it to this deceased woman's children. Ugh. And she wouldn't even help pay for the funeral. And as she's leaving the courthouse after it's decided that she gets to keep the money, she sees the Dateline people and she says, say hi to Kathy. Oh, right. And it's like, why the fuck did she say that? And they were like, yeah, that's kind of weird, but like, whatever. Okay. Okay. So this is where we pick up. There was a shooting and an intruder was killed. Initially, it was reported that Pam Huff called in the intruder. And then when they arrived, they realized, oh, it's the Pam Huff. So this is, so the Pam who took all the money is now calling the cops because there's an intruder in her house and she killed the intruder. Whoa, whoa, whoa. okay. So she says, say hi to Kathy as yeah. she's leaving the house. Mm-hmm. And then now we fast forward. Mm-hmm. She, that's happened. That scene has yeah. happened. Yep. And now she's calling the police yep. because an intruder came into her house and she killed him. Yep. Okay. The intruder was found dead on the carpet just outside of the bedroom, which is where Pam had said she was, you know, locked herself in there. And that's where she called 911 from. Okay. So, like, right outside the bedroom, he was on the floor. Um, there were no signs of forced entry. There were no signs of a struggle. Kind of weird if they broke into your house mm-hmm. and were trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. Also, interestingly, there was an area of carpet right underneath where the intruder had fallen dead that had been cut out as if it was put there on purpose to protect the good carpet from the blood oh my God. and stuff that was going to – yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they like – like obviously they get Pam and they question her mm-hmm. because there's someone dead in her house and she called 911. And they said she was just like completely unbothered as she <laughs> sat in this room. Like she's telling them about this violent attack and had to kill an intruder, had to shoot him five times. She emptied the gun and she's just saying it as if she's like talking about running errands. <laughs> Like, she just couldn't have a care in the world. She's just telling them a story. And, like, they were interviewing, and she just kept talking about her day. Like, she just (laughs) kept talking about the errands she ran earlier in the day. Like, every morning she goes to the corner store to buy herself a soda. And she just, like, kept talking about it. And, like, if you buy, you know, there's a a loyalty card. And so after you buy a certain number, you get one free. Like, why are you telling the cops this? (laughs) So she said that an attacker got dropped off at her house. So, like, somebody was driving him 
and like sped, <laughs> yeah, and like sped down the block. Like his mom dropped him off to his sticker. Yeah, someone's driving him, drives down the block, like pulls in really fast, and she's like in her car about to leave, and then she's like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" So this guy gets out of the car. She claims, "Get ready for this." She can see the driver. She knows who it is. Guess who she describes? It's Betsy. Betsy's dead. It's Betsy's daughter. Betsy's husband. Betsy's husband. The one who got convicted. Oh, shit. She, dr- she, descri- she doesn't say his name, but she describes what he looks like physically. So Wait, so she sees the intruder get dropped off, yeah. supposedly. Yeah. And still ends up in a situation where she's locked in a bedroom and can't well, get out. Yes. Okay. Like, you have a lot of time if you can see all of that happen, supposedly. Yeah, so she said that this guy, you know, gets out of the car. He was yelling at her. He said that they needed to go to the bank to get Russ's money. What? She said he kept calling her bitch, and he had a knife, which he, like, hopped into her car and held to her throat. But then she just, like, swatted it away and ran into the house. What? And he followed her, and that's when she ended up locking herself in her room. She said that he was – or maybe she didn't lock the door. She said she was in the room – she said he like was crashing into the door and like beating the door. And then as soon as the door opened, she shot and she emptied the magazine. What? That's her story. What? She said, so at one point during the interview, she said, I advanced on the man and I fired until I heard click, click, click. Oh my God. And the detective was like, that sounds scripted. Like that sounds like <laughs> yeah. something you read and like. It sounds like when we were reading the urban legend. Yeah. It had to be like drip, drip, drip <laughs> about the blood. Yes, exactly. So he was like, yeah, that's bullshit. But yeah, so her whole story was Russ picked someone to come get her, kill her, steal his wife's money back. So this is all <laughs> Russ. It all comes back to Russ. Um, so the man who she shot and killed was Louis Gumpenberger. <laughs> unfortunate name yeah so they talked to his mother oh and he didn't have the mental capacity to pull off a heist nor did he have the physical capacity he couldn't for example he couldn't run because he had been in a terrible car accident that left him with severe brain and nerve damage so his disabilities were such that it made it very unlikely that the story went at all as pam described it because he's just he wasn't physically ca- or mentally capable of it. Yeah. They found $900 in cash in Lewis's pocket and some of those $100 bills sequentially matched money they found in Pam's bedroom. Which remember, he didn't get into the bedroom because he was right. shot outside of it. Right. And they like they asked a detective and he just was like statistically the odds yeah. of having two bills that were unrelated be in the same sequence is just so infinitesimal like it just Right. It, it no. I mean, like, because even just think about it, like, I was, like, thinking, like, oh, well, if it's, like, a small town, and it's, like, no, you would have to have literally, they have gone to, like, the exact same ATM. I don't even know if they line them up sequentially when they drop them in ATMs, but assuming so, like, you'd have to have two people go to the back same to back. ATM back to back, or, like, go to the ATM together and then go to the store together, and yeah. then somehow those dollars both end up back, and, like, that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, it wouldn't happen. Also, he had a handwritten note in his pocket that instructed him to kidnap Hup, or let's just say Pam, get Russ Faria's money from Hup, from Pam, and then I'm the one who said it, and I still was like, (laughs) let's go with Pam, Hup, and then kill Pam. It even said to put the knife in her neck so it would look like Betsy's murder. Wow. So the story. Also, I just love the idea. I mean, I guess it fits. You can't have it both ways. Either- 
he's not intelligent and physically able to pull off this scheme or he is, but in that case, he doesn't need a point-by-point list yep. of how to do that and carry it in his pocket and in case if he, he forgets what comes after. Like, and if he did, it's not going to get done. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. So basically now the story the cops have is Russ, this man who just got acquitted, finally has his life back, has hired a disabled hitman to walk around with basically a confession in his pocket mm-hmm. while he's committing the crime. Seems a little unlikely to me. Yeah. Also, Pam's 911 call is very sketchy. So at this point, she supposedly locked herself in the room or shot herself in the room. A violent man is trying to break in. He wants to kill her. Mm -hmm. And the first thing she says is, hey, hello. Like she's like a petulant child, like yelling to get her sister's (gasps) attention. And actually. I was going to say, do we get to listen to it? Yes, we do. Love listening to 911 calls. So yeah, so the point there is like when you call, it doesn't start recording when the woman or man is like, I'm a one, like how can I, it starts recording the second, like the lines connect. Yeah. So like when it first, so supposedly this man is trying to break into her room and kill her and and he's yelling at her and the line is completely silent until the woman answers or man, I don't know why I keep saying woman. I saw, I remember I saw a movie where Halle Belly. Hallie, Hallie, Belly, Hallie Berry was a 911 operator, so I just keep picturing a woman. But, um, yeah, so as, so as soon as they answered, all of a sudden it was like, hey, hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I'm, like, annoyed. Like, I can't believe I pay my taxes yes. and someone's attacking me right now. Yes. Dicks. Um, wait, so that voice in it, the male voice, is the 911 operator? No, the male voice. Wait, which male voice? The one that's, like, says something about her husband. They're like, blah, 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 blah. yeah, yeah. That's the attacker. attacker. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. So they said it was like a bad script. She kept quiet, blah, blah, blah. Okay, also the knife that she said she like knocked out of his hands, which yeah. you'd imagine would be like on the floor or maybe wedged into something. Yeah. And they go look in the car and it's like placed nicely in the center console. And they're like, there's no way she knocked that out. She knocked it out of his hand and then was like, before I run inside, let me delicately place this in the drawer. Um, and when they went inside – her knives were stored in the same way in between two, like, cabinets, like a little. Okay. So it's like, hmm, not, you know, not any, it doesn't prove anything, but yeah. it's suspicious. Odd. Okay. And the only fingerprint on the knife was Lewis's, but it wasn't on the handle. It was on the blade. It was like he just kind of reached out and touched it, like Nemo when they're trying yeah. to touch the boat. So they're like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And the note, oh, and Pam had bought a knife recently. That looked exactly like that knife from the same store. Oh, my goodness. Also, the paper that the note was written on, Pam had also purchased. 
and it was in her handwriting. Dude, you got to steal. Just prepare. You're preparing to kill someone, okay? You're going to have some time. You can Don't take, prepare to kill someone. Don't prepare to kill someone. But if you do, I would, you know, go to different recycling places. I'm going out grocery shopping. I'm going to go pull a piece of paper out of the recycling that they have at the grocery store. I'm going to use that as one of the pieces of paper that I'm pasting the letters on. I'm not writing them if I can't fake my handwriting or have a stranger do it. Write different lines. You can make it be like some sort of – anyways. You have a lot of time to prepare for this. You can't be buying a knife. And then having a receipt. There were lots of receipts. They also, oh yeah, so Russ was ruled out because remember she blamed the whole thing on Russ. Oh yeah, yeah. And they, he had an alibi and his DNA was nowhere and like just it didn't, nothing made sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also he submitted handwriting samples. He wrote out the exact note like four times and mm-hmm. they sent it off to make sure, but it, it definitely wasn't him. Yeah. And they had him do it in front of them so he couldn't like. Yeah take five hours to write the word the because he's perfecting it yeah exactly like they watched him do it they uh, he also submitted his cell phone voluntarily he was like sure check the records like i didn't do like, it this is fine this. yeah so then they also checked pam's cell phone mm-hmm. which they saw that she'd been driving in low-income neighborhoods like the one lewis lived in for days it almost looked like she was trolling for a victim and there was a pin on Lewis's apartment complex <laughs> on the map. And the pin goes right from that to her house. Oh so are you telling me she picked up her assailant right? to come try to break into her house? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Why are people so dumb? She thinks she's so fucking smart. <laughs> so Russ's case was obviously an example of like horrendous government work and yeah. police work. Embarrassing. Right. But this time around... These cops were like, no, they like mapped out the grid of anywhere Pam had been, wherever there were pins. They sent teams out to see if there were any security cameras, any kind of camera footage at all. Did anybody see anything? Thanks, Daisy. That was Daisy sneezing into the mic for you. Over there now. And they did find video footage of Pam and it looked like Lewis was in the passenger seat of her car, which again, why the fuck would you pick up your intruder? Well, that wasn't even the first person she went after. Okay, also, I'm sorry, but, like, what is she trying to gain by this? Because, well, okay, because she has the money, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So, like, if, okay, okay. So, they get a tip that they should call Carol Alford. Okay. And thank God they did because they asked her if anything strange had happened around her house recently. Mm -hmm. And she was like, the only weird thing that happened around my house was this crazy broad who came by a couple weeks ago she was taking or no she came by a couple weeks ago so at the time carol was taking her beagle out for a walk (laughs) i don't know its name i thought you were gonna say i don't know what a beagle is oh no they're so cute yeah and a woman drove by in a black suv in a blue shirt with a permanent grin on her face that (laughs) carol found very creepy Carol is amazing. So she so she was just sitting there idling by Carol's house. Like she had passed it and then came back and then just was sitting outside of her house, which is like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. So Carol basically was like, yeah, what are you doing? And she asked, do you babysit? It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why are you at? That doesn't make any sense. I'm looking for a, a random person that's like, <laughs> yeah, I babysit, not weird out my own. <laughs> 
So uh, then she said she was from Dateline and she asked if she knew what a sound bite was. And Carol, I fucking love Carol. Carol goes, yeah, I know what a sound bite is. I'm not a moron just because I live in a trailer park. <laughs> yeah. Fucking love Carol. I love Carol. So Pam says she is a producer from Dateline named Kathy. What? She said they were reenacting 911 calls and Dateline would give her $1,000 to help them with some reenactments and then another 1000 after the job was completed. And, and I love this because in, po- in the podcast, this is the point where Dateline is basically like, uh, just so you, you know, bitch, <laughs> we don't get paid for interviews. And I love it because he literally, Josh Mankiewicz is literally like, we just don't. <laughs> I fucking love <laughs> um but also, like i just love like are you kidding me i don't know they're not in la but like the amount of actors that are out there in the world that you would be like let me drive in circles yeah. until i find some random person to, like, to i can bribe yeah, to come to, like, be in a reenactment right i have no idea what they sound or barely what <laughs> they look like or anything but yes there's no one else to take this position yeah so pam <laughs> Just keeps getting better. Pam claimed that Carol couldn't bring her keys, wallet, cigarettes, or cell phone because the producer didn't like clutter. <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> Carol knew she was lying, but she was like, but I was curious. I wanted to know what she was doing. Yeah. And she's very smart. So before she went with Pam, first she had her pull into her driveway because then her security cameras captured her uh, license plate. Dude. Fucking genius. Then she went into the into the house because, remember, she was walking her dog. So she right. put her dog in the house because she's wonderful and didn't want her dog involved in that shit. Yeah. She puts a pocket knife up her sweater sleeve. Beautiful. And she has, like, a front pocket, I guess, on her jacket or something. Uh-huh. And along with her cell phone, she put a kitchen knife in it. Because Carol's a bad bitch. I love Carol. Um, so she gets in the car and they're driving and she's like, oh, like, can I see your ID? And Pam said she'd show her after they got to the location. All right. Like what? It's stuck under my butt and I don't want (laughs) to pull it out right now. No. Driving. And the location that, so initially she said she was like scouting to do it at some park nearby. (laughs) But then after she picked her up, she was like, oh yeah, we're just going to the house. And Carol's like, "Mm, that's not the same address you gave me. And she's, that's the time where she's like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. So she was like, oh shit, I forgot to lock my door. Mm -hmm. And so Pam was like, all right, if you're quick, like we can circle back. And she's like, okay, great. And then she got out of the car and went inside and locked the door and called the cops. (laughs) I fucking love it. I also like that she does technically lock her door. She just puts it between her and Pam. Yes. And on her 911 call, because she is a fucking bad bitch, she goes, if somebody goes missing in my neighborhood, this is the women who did it. Wow. I love her. And later, after she goes in to tell them this story, detectives show her a photo lineup, and she picks Pam. Love, Carol. Um, so, yeah. So, that's why she said say hi to Kathy. She's fucking pretending. It's just, like, so ballsy because not only – like, it's, you could just say, I work for Dateline. Yeah. Like, someone's going to be like, I know every producer, and that's not yeah. you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no one's going to fucking know. Just say I work for Dateline. I mean, don't do this because this was really – 
shitty and then uh capital <laughs> as in punishment but just yeah just say i'm from dateline don't fucking pick a living currently working employee and pretend to be her especially when you're being a fucking weirdo right so is she like trying does she like the attention oh yeah dateline and that's why she set up this whole like you know what i mean does she like being in the media well see she wouldn't do interviews with dateline so why – what's her motive behind doing this? Okay. <laughs> I feel like I've asked that a couple times and you're like, just sit back well, and listen. So basically, <laughs> I mean, basically what happened is – and she didn't say this, but think about it. So she she had this intruder who didn't mess up anything in her home, didn't steal anything, just wanted to kidnap her, get Russ's money back, and then kill her. Yeah. And then he dies, so now he can't say anything to anyone and she's saying it was Russ who sent him. So literally all this comes down to is she's a petty fucking bitch. It's like she already gets to keep the money and was not even spoken of in the trial for the death of Betsy Faria. But she she is just so determined. She wanted to frame Russ for it. He got acquitted. She was like, nope. Now I'm going to say you're trying to kill me for my money. So this all oh, a fucking man is a man's life is gone just because she wanted to frame someone else like he was just completely collateral she just needed someone to die damn yeah so also they had a quote from the real kathy on dateline Uh and she was like pam thinks she's so smart but the prosecutor said her scheme was no better than a middle schooler could come up with (laughs) and she would she goes no offense to middle schooler (laughs) i definitely watched dateline when i was in middle school Oh, dateline is the fucking best (laughs) and it definitely freaked me the fuck out oh yeah absolutely and they all have such deep voices. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the reenactments back then, I was like, this is what they actually have. Like, this is exactly how it happened. It was terrifying. <laughs> um, so they arrested Pam. They said they were charging her with Lewis's murder. They said they had a ton of evidence against her, so she wasn't getting away with it. And her only response was, I'm a little cold. Could you turn down the AC? Honestly. But <laughs> later on in that whole interview process when they finally got her for something uh-huh. – Pam was sitting in the interview room and slowly slid a pen over to her side on the table. And then she's sitting there and in the video camera, they see her like touch her neck a couple times. And then she excuses herself to go to the bathroom. (gasps) Then all of a sudden you just hear someone screaming, Pam, Pam. So apparently once in the bathroom, she started stabbing herself. Damn. (laughs) So I'm reading my notes and it's supposed to say in, she stabbed herself in the wrist and in her neck. Uh Uh-huh. But it says in the risk. (laughs) Um, uh, but yeah so she that was the pen she'd stolen from the interview room she felt where her jugular was she was stabbing herself shit yeah but thankfully she gets rushed to the hospital and they save her because it would have been a bummer if she was finally gonna face some kind of justice and just fucking killed herself like a coward oh my god but with a pen to the jugular with a Bic pen oh my god also just like it reminds me of that scene, which is one of the scariest scenes of that movie. Probably the only scene that really freaked me out in Black Swan is when she, like, takes a file or whatever and she, like, stabs her face. Do you remember that? Oh, see, I thought you were going to say – well, I thought you were going to say something else. But then when you said Black Swan, I was thinking when she, like, pulls her cuticle off oh, until God. it becomes no, bloody. No, no. It's yeah, like, I couldn't oh. do that. But, no, she goes to visit the, like, woman that gets hit by the car, like, the old – ballerina and then she, oh. i think she's filing her nails and like talking about beauty and then she like stabs it into her cheek and it's like 
the dream or whatever. But I thought you were going to say in Dark Knight when he smashes the guy's head into a pencil. Oh. You know, Dark Knight, I don't remember as well. Ugh. It's the best one. I know. I need to rewatch. I might fall asleep to that tonight. Interesting choice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> also, while she was in the bathroom stabbing herself in the yeah. wrist and the neck, this is how fucking just sociopathic, psychopathic, I don't know, this woman is. A police officer thought she heard something. So, like, the one, the female police officer who was watching over her. She knocked on the door and was like, uh, like, Miss Hupp, are you okay? Are you okay? And while fucking stabbing herself, she goes, I'm fine. With no detection of a struggle in her voice. Oh, my God. She's stabbing herself with a big pen. And the jugular. Not even some kind of fancy fountain pen. Like, that's not a sharp point. God. That's all force at that point. That's all force. That's a lot. That's a lot of self-control in a really weirdly directed way. Police said there were similarities between how and where Pam stabbed herself and how Betsy was stabbed. Wow. And uh, although they couldn't really say anything else to Dateline because the um, this is a bit of a spoiler, but the case of Betsy Faria's murder is now reopened as uh, official this October. Wow. Yeah. When did this all go down? Betsy, I think, was killed in 2011. Oh, okay. So fairly mm-hmm. recently. Okay. Okay. So we're going to change direction just a little bit. Okay. So uh, this is a new case or rather an old case getting new attention. Okay. Um, so it's the case of Shirley Newman. Okay. And her death had been declared an accident. And now I'm going to remind you because I know you have forgotten because so much has happened. Uh-huh. Last episode, I don't actually don't even know if I said it, but I, li- I remembered it. <laughs> when Pam is first being questioned about the life insurance policy, mm-hmm. she is basically like, look, if I needed life insurance, like my mom is in a home. She like – just, you know, fell and hurt herself. So she's in a home now and she's worth half a million all to me. So like, if I really wanted to kill someone for money, I wouldn't kill Betsy. I'd kill my mom. Like she straight up says this to a police officer, <laughs> not I could never kill anyone, which is what I would be saying. I was but she's say, like, this is the kind of shit I would say that would get me in trouble because I'd be trying to make a point, a logical point of like, if I was going to do this logically, yeah, 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 yeah. like this is what it's how just, I'd end up it's in jail. It's the detached emotion that yeah. cops do not like. Yeah. Oh, I know. Believe me. <laughs> well, don't you know, two years after that, actually two years after, but yeah, two years after Betsy's death, uh-huh. Pam's mother did die and it was under sketchy circumstances. Is she the one we just mentioned? Yep. The name before? Chauncey? Sure. Shirley <laughs> Newman. <laughs> Same difference. And another shocking similarity Pam was the last person to see her alive. Shit. Yeah. So now, now this is the third person who Pam was the last person to see them before they died. Yeah. Three times is more than a coincidence. It's a massacre, according to Pineapple Express. That's my. (laughs) Sorry. What? That's my favorite line from Pineapple Express is when he's like coming in and he's describing the scene and he was like, He's like, it was a murder scene. And he's saying, like, the people that were there. But he was like, it was a cop. And then there was, like, this guy. And then there was – and then, like, James Franco's like, three people. That's a massacre. <laughs> well, it is. There you go. So it was a massacre. So, yeah. So Pam was the last one to see her mother alive. That's Shirley. She dropped Chauncey. her off at her, like, the home she's staying at. And then she went downstairs and said, 
that you wouldn't see they would they wouldn't see her mom that night or for breakfast the next day. So that's a little weird. Why? How do you know that? What is the Oh, cuz she's taking her out supposedly? No, she returned her, but she told us. She, oh, she's just why like, would she know that? I yeah. don't know, but I guess she's saying like my mom wanted me to tell you. She's gonna sleep for a very long time. Yeah, we both know it for this evening <laughs> and all breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> Please um, not her. So this was Halloween, 2013. Wow. Yeah. So 2011, I think, is when Betsy was killed. This is 2013. Why that makes sense because I just said two years, and yeah. that is two years. <laughs> I don't do math, guys. Um, Why would you ruin such a beautiful? Holiday? I know. So the a housekeeper comes, finds Shirley dead. Mm-hmm. The patio door was open. And a bunch of the railings had been dislodged, and it looked like Shirley had gone through the railing and, like, fallen to her death. Okay. And a month after that, police get an anonymous tip saying the death wasn't an accident. Still ruled an accident because, once again, we came full circle, which is depressing, but we're back to really shitty police work. I was going to say, we're in the small, same small town where you're going to have the same bills as everyone else in sequential order with the same shitty cops. Yeah, it's, it's good to be home in Indiana. <laughs> I think this is Missouri. Oh, uh, I know. Makes I know. sense now. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, so they're saying – so this poor housekeeper finds Shirley dead. Mm-hmm. And she hadn't been in this home for very long. And they think she fell through the balcony, which is a little weird, and I'll get more into that. Oh, yeah, the police didn't even talk to Pam. So they get an anonymous tip that this this woman did not die accidentally and they didn't even speak to the last person who saw her alive they just were like yeah it's probably fine and also like it's her mom like yep. wouldn't you be like oh well let's, what like, happened yeah like, what, what 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 was she like last time you saw her was yeah. this always broken like is she like that low of mental that's yeah like, or like, you know. No, I don't home. think she was that incapacitated. Also, Dateline, because they're the best, <laughs> they found it kind of strange that this, like, feeble old woman had fallen through the fucking, like, bars of a balcony. Because right. the bars were knocked out. It wasn't like she didn't go over the top, uh, which is what you would think would happen. Yeah. And also is less likely uh, that anything would happen because that's the whole point of a balcony and the yeah. railings. Uh, But no, she went through and they showed, oh, they showed, so first they went to a forensic pathologist. This was in 2016. Okay. And they showed her pictures of the scene from Shirley's apartment and she like asked about fingerprints and about this and all this stuff. And like, they didn't do a criminal investigation. So they didn't look for any of that. They just saw her on the ground and were like, yeah, probably an accident. Let's go home and have dinner. Wait, and this is Dateline taking this around. Yeah, this is Dateline. That's like, hey, that looks like. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, the police don't give a shit. The case is closed and they've tried to reopen it. And they had a blood sample, thankfully. So they tested that. And the results were that Shirley, at the time of her death, had 14 times the recommended dose of Ambien in her system. That would explain why she was going to sleep a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would. Um, And Dateline suspected the balcony wouldn't have just fallen the way it did just from her crashing into it. And the police didn't do anything. Also, if you have 14 times the amount of Ambien, you're not moving. You're not moving. Yeah. And again, the police didn't do any kind of test to see any what kind of strain the balcony could handle. They just were like, yep, accident. But Dateline was like, not today. Mm-hmm. And Dateline contacted a fucking engineer, Justin Hall, who specializes in how and why structures fail. <laughs> so he built like this whole little setup that was I exactly that. like this. They did this whole experiment 
And so what Justin said was that the maximum force Shirley could have possibly exerted if she like was walking and tripped and it expelled her forward and she flew at the balcony. The yeah. most force it could be was double her weight which would have for Shirley have been about 400 pounds. Wow. Yeah, because it's she's 200 pounds. Okay. Double her weight is 400. Okay. So in his experimentation, he found that in order for the, the I think they're called balusters, in order for the balusters to bend and then completely fall okay. out, it would take a lawnmower or a vehicle to cause that much force okay. to bend it to the ground. He said that the force it would actually take to crash through that would be 20,000 pounds. And as a reminder, he said the most Shirley could have possibly done is 400. Okay. So it's really not likely. And they point blank asked him, could this death have possibly been an accident? And he was like, no. See, okay. And that's why I made that face about 400 because I was like, okay, so if Pam did it, how is she getting more force? But that makes sense if she has a car or a lawnmower. Oh, yeah. I mean, she could have done any. Because she also could have, like, I don't know if you can. I don't know if they're screwed in or what. But, like, she could have worked to make them weaker. It's just the the point basically was, like, if you just took this balcony as it was, no person just falling against it would be enough for it to fucking break. I mean, and that makes sense. Because what's the point of having, like, a metal balcony or, like, a wall there if you can just tumble right out through it. Although I bet that's how my balcony is in my building because my entire building's falling. <laughs> After Pam's arrest, the county medical examiner no longer felt comfortable with Shirley's death being labeled accidental. Nice. So she couldn't like necessarily make the case be open again, mm-hmm. but she changed the cause of death to undetermined. Good. Which I is like at it. least a step Start. in the right direction. Yeah. After Pam's mother's death, so first of all, she lied. She, she wasn't at She didn't have a, I mean, a half a mil plan seemed really fucking high for me just for like some like unassuming old lady. Yeah. It was actually a hundred thousand. Okay. Like from Shirley's investments and stuff. And Pam had, they found documents in Pam's car related to both Betsy's, Betsy Faria's plan and her mother's. And, and like I said before, at this point, we know of at least three people where Pam was the last person to see them alive, yeah. which is not great. So Pam pled guilty to first degree murder and armed criminal action in the death hmm. of Lewis Gumpenberger. Okay. Uh, so she didn't admit any guilt. Okay. She did... And Alfred plea, yeah. which we know, and that happens in the staircase. And actually someone on Instagram just was like, have you ever done the staircase? And I was like, no, but we should because that's a really oh, good one. I thought she meant like listen to it. And I was like, girl, who do you think Oh, we no, are? no. She's like, <laughs> ta- us it. talk about it. Oh, yeah. I can do the staircase. Yeah. I will gladly do the staircase. I have a lot of thoughts on those brothers. <laughs> I really like Michael or whichever one is – oh. I'll do this, Derek. Okay. Yeah. So she took an Alfred plea, which basically means you are acknowledging that the state's evidence is overwhelming enough that if you did go to trial, you would likely be found guilty, but it's not actually accepting any kind of responsibility, which mm-hmm. sounds very Pam. Yeah. Um, so the reason she took the plea is because the death penalty was on the table. Mm-hmm. Because remember, she singled out this disabled man who, by the way, had two kids. What the fuck? Yeah. Because his... He, the reason he had all these difficulties is because of a car accident he oh, got right, into. Right. So yeah, he had a whole family that two kids seems to be her go-to. Does she have two siblings as well? 
Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so death penalty was on the table and it's Missouri. So like they'll actually do it. Yeah. So that's why she took the plea. So it's like, that's the only reason, but it doesn't matter because she got life in prison without the possibility of parole. Wow. Which is great. And then, as like I just said, as of October 2019, Lincoln County Prosecutor Mike Wood, who is the one who replaced Leah Askey, who was the one who was absolute shit at her job. Right. And actually, the platform he ran on was like, this was the most negligent. Not even. It wasn't. It was. It was. They. She chose to do this. It was just such a miscarriage of justice. It was so horribly handled. And he won by a landslide, which, like, of course he did because it was. It's just such an egregious, like, literally he had an entire timeline with receipts, like, actual physical receipts. And her idea was, oh, he just convinced a whole party of people to (laughs) plan a murder with him. Right, right, And lie for him. The board group party. Yeah. So not only was she accusing him, but she now is accusing these. Right. So it's great because it's, like, they weren't allowed to mention Pam, who benefited financially from Betsy's death. Yeah. But she was allowed to accuse five people innocent people trial. of murder. Yeah. 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 Anyway, she's gone. So he <laughs> took over for her, and he called for the major case squad to investigate the 2011 murder of Betsy Faria. So Pam is rotting in prison, but they're still coming after her, as they should, because wow. Betsy didn't get justice. Wow. Right? Isn't that fucking insane? Yeah. Just every time you're like, this bitch. And then she fucking says she's in Dateline. Like, and then you're like, why is she doing that? Because she's trying to frame. Because framing him for murder wasn't enough. He got out of jail before he was 100 years old. So she was like, right? now I'm going to kill an innocent man just so I can try to pin it on you. That's why I was thinking that, like, it was like that she liked being the like media or something because then she was like oh it's all over and i miss it yeah no because dateline throughout the entire trial for russ dateline repeatedly reached out to her Uh and she wouldn't talk to them like she liked the attention of them asking her but she wouldn't talk to them right or they'd be like hey like send us a picture and she'd be like yeah i hate all the pictures they use but then she wouldn't and actually when she got arrested for lewis's death i forgot about this when she first comes into the interview, she asks if it's going to be recorded because she, like, keeps being on TV and she, like, wants to look a certain way. Oh, like, my bitch. Lord. <laughs> like, if I am in an interview room because someone thinks I killed someone, the last fucking thing in the world I care about is what I look like. Are you kidding like, me? Like, something horribly – something has gone horribly, horribly wrong if they think I killed someone. I, I don't care if I'm bald. No. Like – what the fuck? Absolutely not. And I'm not thinking these like the second step of that of like not only is this going to be recorded that like also a lot of people are going to see it. Yeah, then I'm like thinking like oh maybe I'm thinking like oh are my facial I w- if I'm in a, if I'm in a- I, if I was honestly like not guilty then yeah I wouldn't be thinking that. Or if I was honestly yeah if I was honestly not guilty I wouldn't be thinking about yeah anything exactly because you would just be like how do I get out of this I didn't do anything. Yeah. But even if you were guilty, Shit, like, you wouldn't be thinking that saying? two steps ahead of time of, like, well, this is going to go on TV. Oh, yeah. I was I was going to say, if I'm in a police station, I'm assuming everything is recorded. Oh, yeah. Like, why Why would you – yeah, of course it's being recorded. Everything's recorded and everything's not recorded. Yep. Remember that, too. Mm-hmm. They do that a little bit on Mindhunter. Yep. Uh, sorry, I popped my pee real bad. Yeah, for you that did. One. That was intense. That was my bad. <laughs> I just remember when I got arrested, there was – I didn't – this was the time I didn't do what I got arrested for. 
But the cop, while I was getting arrested, kept telling me, like, this is all on lapel camera and, like, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And I was like, great. I look fucking awesome because you guys were arresting me for, like, nothing. Not like I look awesome, like, hair-wise. But, like, I was, like, glad you're recording it. And they, like, numerously told me that. And then when I went to, like, get a lawyer and then, like, trying to find it, I was like, oh, yeah, can we see the camera? And they're like, oh, there's no lapel cam. And I was <laughs> like, you guys, you can't have it both ways. Damn. Yeah. APD, they're great. Yeah. It's Albuquerque Police Department. <laughs> Someone just told me they want to move to Albuquerque. <laughs> Are they fucking from New York and planning to move to Santa Fe because they're a trust fund baby? I believe that. She, I forget where she's from. You like how much shade I just threw? Yep. <laughs> uh, that's it, guys. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that Shit. was it. Uh, she's Pam's to- in jail and we're going to watch RuPaul. It's fine. Okay, good. Because mm-hmm. I just took a hit of that. Yeah. Also... So first of all, PSA, because someone told me the other day, because I didn't know, actually the same person I was just mentioning wants to move to Albuquerque. She's like my new work big sister. Now I have two and I love it. She pointed out that RuPaul's Drag Race is finally on Hulu. Don't get excited. It's not every season. It's like the first four maybe. Nice. Which I haven't seen, so that's good. But I'm pretty sure five through seven are the best. Okay. Five has Jinx and Jinx is my favorite and – Five or six, I think maybe I don't think they're on the same season. Has a uh, Bianca Del- Bianca Del Rio, who is like the queen of everything. Bianca Del Rio is the one who says not, or at least in the GIF that you, you know, and you'll mm. know what I'm talking about. She's the one who says, uh, "Not today, Satan," mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite gifts of all time. Absolutely. The other one is uh, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction when he walks in the house and he's just like <laughs> his arms are up and he's just confused. <laughs> that is like I feel that deep in my soul. That's a great. Such a good yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, I also wanted to say I watched this movie the other day because I watched something. Oh my god. Okay, Hulu. We've talked about this on the show before because I'm fucking obsessed. But so Hulu released a new Into the Dark. This month is November, so it was a it that's was a, thanks the horror movies, the Bloom House. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. they're the fucking best. They it, there's one a month, and they're loosely themed around the holiday of that month they're so fucking good so this, this involves thanksgiving deaths. for well death well yeah actually yes death not turkey deaths but deaths and turkey okay um yeah but it is called pilgrim and it is the Ooh. biggest mind fuck i watched it high because duh we do and I was so stressed. I was texting James and I was just like, this movie is so intense. Like, oh my God, what happened? And I'm like texting him all this shit about the movie. And he's like, cool, I look forward to watching it. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm so, that's like the most stressed. I will, okay, this was a lie. Cause initially I had said that's the most stressed I've been watching a movie in a very long time. But I must have been very high to say that because high Midsummer. I know you haven't seen it yet, but like, fuck that movie is oh yeah so fucked up it's Ari Aster but I love Ari Aster it's wonderful um but it will fuck you up Correct. it's the same guy who did Hereditary that definitely will fuck me up because Hereditary fucked me up yep that's what I he, watched that's that what here he, that's yeah that's what he does I watched that here and I waited two hours <laughs> calling random people I knew everyone in my phone book till someone would talk to me to like get me a drive home <laughs> <laughs> and I was sober. I'm almost positive. And uh, but yeah, so I was watching. So I watched Pilgrim, and when I first put it on, I saw like I don't know if they were doing it on like the home screen, but I saw an ad for Wounds, which is I thought it was a show, but it's a movie with Army Hammer and Dakota Johnson, and okay. it's a horror. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. 
and I watched it. What the fuck? Like, I don't even, I, I, I tried to read articles explaining it. I don't really understand the movie and the ending is the most abrupt ending I think I've ever seen. Like it's straight up just like someone does something and you're like, what the fuck are they doing? And the movie ends. And it's a lot of like gross body horror, like gross Mm. like scars and stuff. And like, I don't want to see stuff fester. That's not good horror to me. No, no. Uh, But yeah. So if if anybody. Moist cluster are the two worst words combined together in the human language. And that's what I think of when I think of festering wounds. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, if anyone else watches it or I don't know, just message me. I'd love to talk about it. I don't really know what to say. It was so weird. But Pilgrim is really good. Okay. It's, oh God, it's so unsettling. And like the main, one of the main actors in it is just like so perfect. He's fucking terrifying. And it's the kind of terrifying where it's not like he's doing something that's insane. It's like something super mundane, like. Just like, like yeah. thanks for being here. And it just the way he looks at you and the way he says it and the way he's standing, like I was just like laying no. on the couch, like, oh my God. <laughs> I like probably should watch it again. We'll watch it again high together. All right. Upon your return. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because I'm going away for another cousin wedding, this time in North Carolina. Yeah, but that's it. And uh we're like I said, we we have a, a new podcast host and we have more time. Podcast. Oh, Oh, not like a co-host, like the I was website. Like, Wait, what? No, 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 like the feed that our podcast goes on. Um, so we're gonna try to actually post on Wednesdays, like we said. Kayla's gonna do her best to post on Wednesdays. Jamie <laughs> doesn't do shit. Oh wait, I have one movie thing to bring to you. Okay. Did you see that Tom Hanks was playing Mr. Rogers? Yep. Is of that not course. the most like oh, it's American, the most perfect, like, yeah, ridiculous like. Cookie cutter thing. I'm very, very excited. I anticipate that I will cry the entire movie. I'm anticipating I won't just because I'm kind of upset that Tom Hanks is going to ruin Mr. Rogers for me. How dare you? (laughs) She's such a fucking hater and I really hate it because she knows (laughs) that aside from like – Roller coasters, which I also hate. He's just like my favorite person. Like I just just weirdly love him and like I just – it's this thing where like it's like Matthew Perry like I just want him to be happy and I'm just like he does stuff and I'm like proud even though I have literally no connection to him but I think part of it is probably because You've Got Mail is just my movie that like I can watch it if I'm sad or sick or any kind of low state I can watch that movie it also happens to be written by Nora Ephron who is one of my favorite writers in the world mm-hmm. in the universe because she sadly has passed um right. she died um, yeah and uh, it just makes me feel good when I watch it. I just like – you can just say a line from that movie and it just like makes my day better. Like I just – I think I just love him. Be- and also he's Woody, which I also <laughs> I was fucking say, you're gonna love. Get, you're going to get me better with Toy Story than You Got Mail because I fell asleep during You Got Mail. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I have it on DVD, iTunes, and Amazon Prime. I thought you were going to say VHS and I was like, that is dope. You might. At your I home. might. <laughs> Not here, but maybe. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I mean, my dog is named Daisy is because daisies, Daisy daisies are the friendliest flower. It's a oh. thing that Meg Ryan's character says. And I always thought it was so cute. And I always loved daisies and they made me really happy. But I was like, lilies are my favorite flower because like daisies are cheap. So it mm-hmm. looks like people judge you if you say you like daisies. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, finally, one day I was like, you know what? Fuck it. They're my favorite flower. Mm-hmm. They really she's right. They're the friendliest flower. Like lilies are beautiful and I love them, but show me a daisy, I will instantly smile. 
Also, no matter what color. I mean, all the flowers end up being a bitch, but the daisies end up being the nicest of the bitchy flowers in Alice in Wonderland. So, yeah, they make me so happy. So, yeah, I just, I love that movie so much. Me too, Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) I I mean, I love that too. When I got my wisdom teeth out, fun fact, the DVD wouldn't work. Like when I was all when I was all like high from whatever they give you, I didn't take it afterwards because it made me nauseous. And I was mm-hmm. like, the last thing in the world I want is to throw up right now. <laughs> but that first day when I was super like out of it, I wanted my dad to put on Alice in Wonderland because that's like whenever I was like home from school with a cold, like I always had to mm-hmm. watch Alice in Wonderland, the cartoon. And it wasn't playing. It wouldn't work. So it was an old DVD. And at the time they had like a five disc changer. Mm-hmm, so you, mm-hmm. you, you, it would work in like a regular player, but if there's any kind of issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wouldn't play. And I just started crying. <laughs> and I was in college. <laughs> uh, all right, look, we're about to run out of time because yeah. we tried Anchor for the first time and I don't, I wonder if I pay money if it doesn't do in 30-minute increments because it's, like, really fucking annoying. There's just too much in between where we're talking because we don't know what's going on because we're high. Like, there's so much of that that I edit out. So, like, I need to be able to have a buffer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. So, find us on Twitter. At High Crime Pod. Instagram. At High Crime Pod. I had a really cute little funny snippet on there if you're already following us that took me 20 minutes to make before we started recording. Oh, you posted it already? I posted it. Okay. Um, On Facebook. At High Crime Pod. Do you at at Facebook? I think so. Or is it like backslash? I don't think you have to type the app, but if you like go on face, if you go on a page and you're looking at the title underneath it, it has an at and then says what the name is. But I I think with Facebook, it's like on Instagram and Twitter, it's all one word. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Facebook, it's like spaces in between Mm, each. So it's High Crime Pod. Um, Google search Facebook and High Crime Pod and you'll get there. That also actually will work. <laughs> um, you can email us. Info at highcrimepod.com. And then so our website is highcrimepod.com. There you can find pictures of us and descriptions about who we were that Helene wrote that are spot on and wonderful and weird. Um, oh, and the reason Helene isn't on this episode is not because there's some kind of podcast feud brewing it's just because we recorded the first half with my mom because helene was on vacation and so i felt like it wouldn't be fun for her to jump on (laughs) not knowing the first (laughs) half of the story so she will be back for the next episode yeah and that's pretty much it please keep giving us five star reviews on apple it really helps yeah because we kind of like doing this spotify is great too but the five star reviews are the best on apple because they like you know all that algorithm bullshit they'll make sure we're we're seen or they'll block us so make sure we're seen and (laughs) spooky season is over you guys it is and i hate christmas oh see i i'm really sad that halloween is over but i also fucking love christmas and my whole family loves christmas so i have a whole like wardrobe i have like 20 ugly christmas sweaters including one that has drake on it (laughs) that's great um so i like thanksgiving though i'm looking i don't really care for thanksgiving oh my god i'm see that for me it was so i was always a picky kid Mm -hmm. and so i never really wanted to eat anything i still don't really love turkey i don't like stuffing um that's the best part it's just carbs um so like for me i was like this is a waste of a holiday like halloween we get candy christmas we get presents now i'm just eating dry turkey like this holiday sucks. You got to step up your pie game. Although it's dumb. Well, but I like, I mean, now I can't unless I make it myself. Exactly. Step up your pie game. 
I always bake everything, but it's just like, I don't know. I Turkey's always dry. All Chicken's always dry. Fucking hate chicken. No one likes chicken. Well, they're if both birds. Say, yeah. Well, if you say you like bird meat, you're wrong. You're a fucking liar. And it I'm makes just sense. just trying to be healthier. Because, like, who looks at a bird? Like, I don't care. Like, granted, I'm, like, not eating meat right now and stuff like that. But, like, I feel like there's still some primal instinct in us that we look at, like, an animal where you're thinking about eating. And we're like, yeah, that looks like it'd be good. Like, who the fuck is, like... You know when you're picking out, like, what parts of the body you would eat, like, that you think would taste the best? Like, who looks at a bird and is like, yeah, that's what I want to eat. That thing that's, like, <laughs> looks like a fucking dinosaur that has no meat on it and there's weird little legs and they're, like, beady eyes and everyone dislikes them. That's what I want to eat. Idiots. Yeah. But I repent beat my ways because uh, – Thanksgiving's always nice because – I mean, I can't now. So, actually, now is even less of a reason to like it. But, like – well, I like cooking it just because – I get to be my little domestic self. <laughs> I like it because I get to get drunk and eat. But uh, it was great because when I was in like high school and stuff, like I could – like the whole family was there. It's like nice. And like my cousins mm-hmm. were all around the same age. Like, mm-hmm. well, okay, whatever. Later, um, buds. <laughs> yeah, let's just wrap it up because they're counting down on us. So later, later buds. buds.